Good afternoon, everybody. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries. Today is September 15, 2021, and I would like to share something with you, if you don't mind, about a dream that I had and how it aligns with something that's in the book of Revelation. Um, so let me open this up with prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we love you. We praise you and we adore you. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and covering us with your blood and telling us that by your stripes we were, are, and will always be healed. And we thank you for that. We thank you for being the big brother in the family of God, for allowing us to use your name and your blood, covering ourselves and our loved ones with your blood, the protective power of your blood and by using your name which makes demons flee and we thank you so much for that use me Holy Spirit to tell this so that maybe someone else somewhere will have a similar situation or similar dream and may be able to run with it in Jesus holy name amen I had a dream that I was walking through a country fair. And there was a lot of land, a lot of grass, and there were games and a lot of people there and everything. And I remember looking up on, there was a big stage, a huge, unusually big stage um, set up in the middle of the, the grass, okay, the, the land. And there were men, about maybe 20 men, 15, 20 men, and they were lined up on a stage in two lines. There was one low line, and then there was a high line as though somebody was, as though some of them were standing on a box or something, and they were higher than the ones in front of them. And they were all smiling as though they were going to take a picture in a camera or something. And I remember looking up to the left of the top row, and I remember seeing a guy, um, very nice looking, I guess, I don't know, Caucasian guy. He was light skinned. And he, the main thing about him was he had beautiful, thick hair. He had, his hair was so thick and beautiful, it almost looked like a mane, like a lion's mane or something. And I remember him looking at me when I was looking at him as he was up on the stage. And then it blanked out, okay, then I guess I went on to something else in the dream. The next thing I know, I'm walking up this road in the same fair, it blanked over to this one, right? Faded over to this this um, scenario. And he had come down off the stage. All the guys had come down off the stage. They were nice-looking guys. Um, and everybody was, you know, wooing them and, you know, asking for signatures or whatever had gone on, okay? And anyway, he walked up to me. I will never forget it. And I said, this is the guy with the lion's mane. And he, his hair was so beautiful. I, I don't know if some of you watch General Hospital. <laughs> I like General Hospital. And there's a lady on there named Carly Corinthos. And that woman has hair. Her hair is gorgeous. Her hair is thick and gorgeous. And they, whoever does her hair for her maintains it extremely well. And it's kind of like the girl that was on the, the show Friends. She had beautiful hair, too. Jennifer, I believe her name was. Um, and... Uh, She's gorgeous as well. But anyway, this guy's hair was like that, like Carly Corinthus's hair. And he walked up to me, 
and he handed me, he looked at me, and I remember looking, I couldn't tell you what color his eyes were, I just remembered looking at him and it dead in his eyes, and he looked at me and he handed me a little book, like something little, a small black thing that looked like a book, okay? And I looked at it, I believe it was a book, Okay, I, all I know is it was about the size of, I don't know if some of you know this, but Ministers would, the Star Book for Ministers by Edward Hickox or whatever his name is. Um, his Hiscox, I guess, because I have one. I'm looking at it. It's about, about eight, eight inches tall by maybe three or four inches wide. And he handed me this black thing, and he didn't say anything else to me, but I felt a power. I felt some kind of power coming from him to me with this black book, this black thing. <laughs> okay, um, to this day, I'm still asking God, what was that? Uh, I, I want to say it was a book, okay, um, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure yet. And, you know, God can give you presence in your sleep, okay, whenever you're knocked out cold, resting, sleeping. God comes to us a lot of times in our sleep. That's why the enemy always tries to stop us from sleeping. He always tries to ruin your sleep so you can't get rest and get peaceful and get healed. So anyhow, I thought um, I thought about it and I said, you know, there is something in, Re in the book of Re Revelation that deals with that as well. Okay? And I'm, I'm in Revelation now. I'll turn to Revelation of St. John the Divine, it's called, in the back of the Bible, very last book of the Bible. And if you look at chapter 10, I'll start from, I'll just read all of chapter 10, okay? Uh, and I saw another, my, these are things that John was seeing as he was, you know, in a trance-like state, um, and God was showing him things. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth, and when he had, mm, as, as it, like when a lion roars, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. See, John was not allowed to tell us what the, he heard. God told him to seal it up in the book. Uh, and the angel which I saw st stand upon the sea and stood. It's so weird when it says stand. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth, and the things that therein are, and the sea, and the things which are therein, that there should be no time, should be time no longer. The fullness, this is speaking of the fullness of time. Okay? But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished, as he hath delivered, uh, declared, to his servant the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel 
which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And then verse 9 through 11. Okay, this is mainly what reminds me. Um, it says, And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many people, many peoples and nations, and tongues and kings. Amen. So therefore, reading this, I know that whatever this is that the angel handed me was uh, a gift from God. I believe God has given me the gift of prophecy. Um, and I know everybody's not a prophet. Everybody can't be a prophet. You know, if we were all prophets, we wouldn't, we'd be missing out on all the other gifts of God, right? But I truly believe that God handed me the gift of prophecy. And he is telling me when that angel handed me that book or whatever it was, that was my key. That was my permission to go out and prophesy to the, the nations of the earth and kings and different tongues, different uh, races, different um, nations. And I've been doing that. I've been prophesying and I've been speaking out more than I ever had before. I remember when I was going to Bible study, Shadow Bible Institute in Washington, PA. I was in my third class at that time. You go three years and you graduate. And we were having a class upstairs in the church. And uh, <coughs> at a desk, you go in, you walk up to the front, and there's a long desk there. And you know, there's only so many of us in each class. About 11, I think, was in mine. And uh, there was a man there named Danny, Pastor Dan Lutz, L-U-T-Z. And he was teaching us about prophecy. And all of a sudden, I didn't expect it. All of a sudden, he looked at me. He was teaching us about how to prophesy, and when God tells you to say something, you say something, you know. And he looked at me, and he said, um, Essie, he said, what is God telling you? And I, it scared me when he said it, and I looked, and I was like, um, I don't know. He said, no, God's speaking to you, and he's telling you something. What is he telling you? And it was so strange. I didn't make it up. I just automatically, I said, God is telling somebody, no, not now. Now is not the time. I remember when I said it. I never did that before in my life. And Danny smiled. He looked at me and he smiled. He said, all right. He said, you guys heard that? God is speaking to somebody and he's telling him, now is not the time. And after we were done with the class, a certain lady walked up to me. And she told me, she said, I know that had to be God. She said, because I'm getting ready to get married. And she said, and I've been having some doubts. And I don't feel like we should. She said, I feel like God's telling me not to. And, that's, and I told her, I said, then that was for you. I said, wait on God. And that's, I remember saying that to her. I said, wait on God. You know, wait on God. And um, sure enough, uh, not long later, I guess a few months later or whatever, her and this other man that she was going to marry, they got married against God's will, okay, <laughs> doing their own thing, I presume. And they got married. In fact, I even sang at the wedding. And I say about maybe five months later, six months later, they were arguing, they didn't get along, and they decided to stop to what, get a divorce, a not, whatever. And sure enough, that was for her. And that was my first experience 
with prophecy. And I have done it ever since. I just, I, well, I keep notebooks and I write things like Perry Stone does. I write things in notebooks and everything. And that was my first experience. I just don't like to go around and call myself a prophet because there's a lot of people uh, in this world going around calling themselves prophetesses, prophetess, prophets and prophetesses, and they are missing the mark. And I do not want to let God down. I do not want to miss the mark. So I'll just remain Essie, or some people call me Reverend Essie or whatever, you know. I'll remain that and be humble and happy. <laughs> Amen. But another part of this dream I want to tell you about when this man, when this angel, with a beautiful, I've never seen hair like that. The closest thing I can come up with is Carly on General Hospital. But when this man, with this beautiful head of hair, handed me that book, when he, t I don't know what this means, and maybe some of you can help me with this. I've been praying about it. When he turned around, he smiled at me when he handed it to me. And when he, t he was real tall, I mean, he had to be, I would say eight or nine feet tall, according to my height, because I remember looking up way up high and when he handed me the book. When he turned around, he was smiling, and when he turned around, the back of his hair was cut short like an office cut. Like men cut their hair whenever they wanted an office job or something. Well, back in the day, God only knows what we're doing now. Everything's so tipsy-topsy. I guess, I don't know, you're not to wear anything in the office nowadays, but... When he turned around, I remember seeing his hair cut short like an office cut in the back, and it was extremely healthy. It was extremely shiny. And then he walked away. So I just wanted to share that with you. I call it my, I have it written in my Bible. I have a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. I've had it for years, and it goes along with the Strong's Concordance and stuff, and I love this Bible. And I wrote it in my Bible in red. And it says, my lion angel dream, 8-14-2020, August 14th, 2020. So I do know that this, looking in my Bible, it speaks of eating the little book, and it's talking about honey, and I love honey. One of my neighbors, okay, I live like in with the farmers, most of the people on the road where I live at, farmers, literally, they all have, they have like, three plus acres of land and um one one of my neighbors their son um, gives me raw honey and it is absolutely gorgeous <laughs> it's the kind of honey it's so good if you have a sore throat you just take a spoonful upside down so you can lick the inside of the spoon and about a half hour later that sore throat's gone and um honey i love honey and you know, when you think about it, there's a, I think it's in John, but there's a place in John where Jesus came and he was sitting, well, the disciples came and uh, they saw Jesus sitting on the um, shore. And it says he was cooking fish for breakfast. And it said, and he ate honey. So, and I love that. I like to eat fish with honey. I like to eat fish sandwiches with honey on them, you know, because our, our Savior, um, Yeshua HaMashiach, ate it. And I like to be like him. I love him. I want to do what he did. And I want to be like him. I love him. And this also talks about obedience. Oh, we have to be, we have to obey God. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to prophesy. I don't care who likes it or who doesn't. I'm going to do what he told me to do. I will continue to prophesy. 
You know, the devil tries to stop it from happening so that people can think that you're fake and you're phony. We know the fake and phony ones because they have the big mouths and are always wrong. <laughs> they always want to be first. You, know, you got to be careful. These people always want to go first. You know, um, and, and then it also speaks of here, it's saying in my Bible on the side. That's why I like Thompson Chain reference. Word as food. God is giving not just me, but all of us. His word is food. If you're hungry, especially, I'm talking spiritually here, if you're hungry, I suggest you read the Bible. Read the word and study it. Don't just read it, but study it. It is your food. It is your nutrition. There are too many people in this world that are um, weak because they don't read the word. There, as I heard a friend say about a week ago, anemic. The church is anemic, guys. We got to get into the word, not just hear it, not just read it. We got to get into the word. We got to chew it at the cut like a cow chews, chews at the cut. We got to chew the word. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, that's my dream and that's my word for today. May God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you, give you his grace and his mercy and his peace, and may all of Israel be blessed, hallelujah, and Israel, if some of you from true Israel itself, okay, as listening to this, and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, do it now, make up your mind and do it now, repent of all your sins, ask God to forgive you of your sins, tell Jesus you accept him as your Savior, and thank him for what he did for you, and learn of him, amen. Learn of him. That's not just for Israel. It's for everybody that hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior so far, thus far. Amen. We are offering you premier seats to heaven. So God bless you. Reverend Nessie signing off. Have a beautiful day. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen.